morning. That's good. Say hi to the person next to you. Say welcome, glad you're here. And the person you didn't say hello to, turn and say hello to that one and so they don't feel left out. So it's all good. It's great to be with you this morning. For those of you that don't know who this wonderful looking person is up the front of the church, uh, my name's Michael Thurlow. I've been in ministry for a number of years, lots of different churches, uh, a few different places around Australia. It's been uh, very exciting to do that. And recently my wife and I have been here at Rivers for about the last uh, five months or so, and we're married. We have four wonderful children, Emily, Sarah, Josiah, and Isabel. And I've got the bookends here this morning. I've got Emily, who turned 23 yesterday, and I've got Isabel, who's 16. So we've not learned there over there. And they love it when their dad embarrasses them, don't they? Yes, so you can work out who they are and say hi to them after the service. It's great to be part of this church over recent months and weeks and be part of Morton Bay Community Matters and see people really doing well and helping people out and supporting Luke and other pastors here and doing lots of other fun things in the life of this church. So great to be here, great to share a message that the Lord has laid on my heart called David the kid who became king. So that's, that's my message if you're taking notes and well, whatever you're doing, it's David the kid who became king. Who would like to be king or queen for a day? That would be good, amen? Anyone? King or queen for a day? Maybe a prince or princess for a day? That would be fantastic. What about Princess Mary? I'm sure when she was in Tasmania, didn't expect to now be in a palace and things like that. Wouldn't that be good? And I'm sure David didn't expect to be anointed as king, this young boy, off caring for the sheep. He didn't have that in his mind at all. But that's what happened. David, the kid who became king. Let me pray. Please join with me in prayer this morning. Father God, I thank you that you know us, you see us, you hear us. Lord, as we take a few moments to open your word here this morning, Lord, be our hope, be our encourager, be our sustainer, we pray, as we hear from you and hear from your word. Lord, may not these, my words just be information, but may they be transformation as we take some time together this morning to consider what you want to say to us as a church what you want to say to us individually, what you want to say to us corporately as we step out beyond these walls and make a difference for you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Friends, it's in the faithful following. It's in the faithful following we discover more about ourselves and more about God as we faithfully follow him and pray and hope as we move on in our Christian walk and Christian life that the road up ahead becomes a little clearer as we faithfully follow him. Up on the screen there is a picture. I can do what I can do and leave God to do only what God can do. I can do what I can do, but I can only leave up to God what he can do do. If you've got a Bible, iPad, whatever with you, we're looking at Samuel 16. A few verses will pop up on the screen there. Verse 1 to 3, the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Doesn't that slap you in the face? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I'm sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. 
I've chosen one of his sons to be king. But Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears about it, he'll kill me. The Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I've come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I'll show you what you are to do. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate. Anoint for me the one I indicate. Good. Miraculously appears. Samuel. Samuel, the prophet of the Lord, faithfully followed through what the Lord commanded him to do. At first he was a bit concerned. At first he was a bit hesitant. Friends, at times God doesn't give us all the details, does he? We only have this much to go on and so we step out in faith and, and go with that. I've chosen one of Jesse's sons to be king. Okay, cool. And off head Samuel. That's all he had to go on. He knew the Lord had called him to do a mighty task. So off he goes. It's exciting to know that through David's line, Jesus would come. Our hope, our salvation, Jesus would come through David's line, this kid who would be king. God has a plan and God has a purpose for me and for you and for us as a church community. We may only know this much and we're going with that and we're stepping out with that and we're praying with that and we're hoping with that. As God fulfills his plans and purposes. We are not alone for Jesus is with us and he will help us accomplish all he's calling us to do as a church community here in 2017 and beyond. Hey, we got a bus, amen? amen? Isn't that fantastic? Pick up people, travel people, do stuff. The Lord provides. I don't know how long that's been on your heart, but it was exciting when it arri arrived this week. Got to have a ride in it and all. It was fantastic. <laughs> God provides. How effective will that be? A great seed, a great provision as we serve the Lord here in this place. When we belong to Christ as his followers, he empowers us and he equips us so that we can go and represent him well out there. He empowers us and he equips us in here so we can represent him better out there beyond these walls. To be his hands and feet, to be a word of hope and encouragement, to care and to give and to love and to serve. However we do that, we are equipped in here so we can be better out there. When God gives us a task to do, he gives us all we need to accomplish it. Samuel had all he needed that day as he headed out to anoint one of Jesse's sons. And David had all he needed and we'll discover that, and he will discover that as his life goes on. That he has all that God has given him to achieve everything he needs to do. Verse 4 of Samuel, 1 Samuel 16. Samuel did what the Lord said. When he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town trembled when they met him. They asked, Do you come in peace? Now, if a prophet of the Lord showed up, most of the time it wasn't good news. But this day it was. Hey, 
Is it okay, Samuel? Are things all right? Yes, they were. 1 Samuel 16, 6 and 7. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eladab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Here's this fine young man. But no, he's not chosen. He's not set apart. He's not anointed. If we want things to be different in our life, maybe we need to do things differently. Maybe we need to make a change. Maybe we need to put some things down and to pick some other things up. Maybe we need to make some adjustments so we're more effective in our families and in our schools and in our homes and in our streets and in our businesses for the glory of God. What's blinding us from God's best? What's blinding us from his purposes and plans? God sees my heart. God sees your heart. He knows. Sometimes we might need to turn our back on that crowd. The crowd's exciting. The crowd's loud. The, cry, the crowd welcomes us. But maybe we need to turn our back on the bright lights of the crowd. If we're always living through the thoughts and expectations of others, we'll constantly confront, be confronted with situations and circumstances and things will be out of control because we're just living for others and not for God. For he sees our heart and knows our needs. Don't let your age, don't let your past, don't let your circumstances or your image define you. You are defined by what God says about you. By the plans and purposes he has for me and you. You are a child of God. A kid of the king's. Proclaim his goodness. Proclaim his faithfulness. Celebrate his love and goodness. Come and sing songs of hope and praise and worship and pray and gather around his word as he leads and guides. 1 Samuel 16, 8 to 10. Then Jesse called Abinadad and had him pass by in front of Samuel. And Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse had Shammah pass by. But Samuel said, Nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen these. What? Really? This is the best I've got. These are the good-looking boys, the tall ones, the fit ones, the, the, the fantastic... Here's my sons. You said you've come to anoint somebody to be king. What, what, really? The Lord sees the bigger picture, amen? The Lord sees the beginning, the middle, and the end. 1 Samuel 16, verse 11, if you're following along. So he asked Jesse, Are these all the sons you have? Please say yes. <laughs> Please say no. <laughs> are, these, are these all the boys you've got? 
Is that it? There is still my youngest. Still my youngest. Jesse answered, he's, he's off tending the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he comes. Send for the young boy. It's amazing how often our afterthought is God's plan A. It's amazing how often our afterthought is God's plan A. Send for the son who was not invited. Send for the boy who wasn't included. Send for the one who's out just looking after the sheep. Insignificant. We don't care about him. He's just the youngest. Send for the son who was not invited or included. We will not sit down till he comes. Friends, don't think you've been overlooked. Don't think you've been forgotten. For God is waiting for you. He sees you and knows you and sees me and knows us. So in 1 Samuel 16 verse 12, we heard it before. So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance with handsome features. Then the Lord said, rise, rise and anoint him. This is the one. This is the one we've been waiting for. Come, rise, anoint him, the kid who would be king. All of Jesse's sons looked good, but only David was chosen for the task. The task to be king. Verse 13, so Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Ramah. David wasn't even there. But God had him in mind all along. Just because I'm not visible doesn't mean I'm not valuable. David was left out by the others, but set apart by God. David was overlooked by his family, off looking after the sheep. They didn't even invite him, but he wasn't overlooked by God. Surely it would have been okay to have David there, don't you think? He was a brother. He was a son. God sees the heart and he sees the character within he sets apart the right people at the right time. If you're feeling undervalued, know that the Lord sees you. Keep following him, keep serving him with the right heart, with the right attitude, grasping those opportunities that come along. For David was not forgotten that day and we're not forgotten today either. In 1 Corinthians 12, 4 and 7, it talks about spiritual gifts. And earlier this year, you had a great series on the Holy Spirit. And we were reminded there that there are different kinds of gifts from 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 7. There are different kinds of gifts and there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work within us all. A spiritual gift or gifts are given to each of us so we can help one another, serve one another, minister together. 
Let us stop wasting all this energy trying to be noticed. For God sees you and knows you. It's not about how many likes you've had on your Instagram or Facebook page. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I can fill you in later. <laughs> but our world is measured by that so much today. That's where value arrives from. Importance arrives from. Get our value and importance by those who matter and by those who count. Here at Rivers, God has positioned this church for such a time as this to bring glory to him and to shine a light in this community. I love Psalm 37. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord and trust in him and he will do this. Let us commit our way faithfully to the Lord. Trust in him. Give him the desires of your heart. He sees your tears. He hears your cry. God sees the whole picture. He sees the real you. God saw David before they invited him to come before Samuel the prophet. We're not here to just look the part, but to live it. Let us be real. Let us be authentic. Don't forget what God has done. Don't forget the journey, the twists, the turns, but he's been there and he's heard that prayer and he's changed that thing and we've stepped out in faith. It's the things that no one sees that produce the results everyone wants. God is preparing us now for what is ahead. It is in the unseen places we become what God is calling us to do. A quote from Craig Rochelle from Life Church. It's often the small things that no one sees that result in the big things that everyone wants. It's often the small things that no one sees that result in the big things that everyone wants. So in 1 Samuel 16, verse 13, so Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him, powerfully upon David. Then Samuel went to Ramah. Don't think you're too young. Don't think you're too old to be used by God. Faithfully follow him and trust him. I read this quote the other week from Louis Giglio up on the screen there. Don't stop walking in the confidence that Christ is enough to fulfill everything he's calling you to do. Don't stop walking in the confidence that Christ is enough to fulfill everything he's calling you to do. May that encourage you. May that bless you this morning. Don't stop. Don't stop. Keep faithfully serving. Keep faithfully moving ahead. God has not forgotten you. The next time we see David, he's still with the sheep. He's not in a palace He's not king. He's not surrounded by servants and splendor and gold. 1 Samuel 16, verse 19. 
Then Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David, who is with the sheep. We always think for us to do more for God, he's going to give us something better or something different. But David, he's still faithfully serving, caring for the sheep. Maybe it comes as we are obedient to him. Maybe it comes by following Christ now and today and faithful in the small and the big and faithful in the place where God has planted us. David's still with the sheep. He's effective in the now. He's doing what he was supposed to do. But he was anointed as king. Anointed as king. I said to my gym instructor the other day, can you teach me how to do the splits? He said, how flexible are you? I said, well, I can't make Tuesdays, but Mondays are fine. <laughs> how effective are we? Who loves their active wear, ladies? David, look after those sheep. Faithfully serve your family. David, keep looking after those sheep in the field like a king. David, I need to teach you something in the field to make you fit to wear that crown. Because how on earth are you going to lead people if you can't lead sheep? Hopefully it's not like herding cats, because that's a whole other story. David, I'm going to teach you some things out in that field that will be there for the rest of your life. You might be sitting there this morning going, but God, faithfully serve. Faithfully serve. Faithfully serve. The field will make you ready to beat that giant David. I may smell like a sheep, look like a sheep, but God is with you me. Verse 13, David's the one. So David stood there among his brothers. Samuel took the flask of olive oil he had brought and anointed David with the oil. And the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. From that day on, this kid would be king. He'll face many things and need to overcome them. It will be about four years until he faces the giant Goliath. But God wants us too to live in his purposes and to live in his plans, to open our eyes and see what he's up to and get involved. Philippians 4, 13, I can do all this through him, Jesus, who gives me strength. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. When God sends for us, he knows exactly where we are. Don't always live under this pressure to prove something to those around you. David made mistakes. David failed. Amen, didn't he? Made bad choices. If you read the story, if you know the story, But he only had one person to please, and that was Almighty God. 
and he sought his forgiveness and he sought his God's restoration. He was anointed to be king as a teenager so he could grow into this role that God had called him to do. Seven sons passed by, but it was the eighth son, David, who was chosen. The others were rejected. It seems a bit upside down. Shouldn't have been the eldest brother, but no. They all lined up. God had not chosen them. And so they called David from the field. Maybe you live with words of rejection. Maybe you live with hurt because you felt you've been passed by. Maybe you live trying to just please others. Don't let those seeds take root in your life. Don't forget what God has done. Don't forget how miraculous he's been. Don't forget how faithful he's been. Don't lose sight of that miraculous beginning. Don't lose sight of what Jesus Christ has done for us. Beat those giants. Be his faithful people. Not forgotten, not overlooked, being equipped in here to represent him well, better out there. Come on, Samuel, a new king from an unexpected place. Draw close to him. Celebrate him. Worship him. For God is preparing us now for what is ahead. As I close, one final slide. Your journey, your battle, has been an inspiration to many. So keep walking, allowing God to use you to give others hope of a better tomorrow. God bless you. Amen. Let me pray before we sing our final song today. Let us pray. Father God, let us keep walking. Let us keep serving. Lord, you know our heart. Whatever need, whatever struggle, whatever hardship, we lay it before you this morning. Lord, we're trusting in you. We may only see a little bit, but God, we're taking a step. As we be your people, here in this place, shining a light of hope in Jesus' name for all to see and for all to know the faith that we have, that it rests on you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying for us and saving us and restoring us and rescuing us. You saw us. And you called us, and we celebrate with you. Lord, comfort those who mourn. Lift up those who feel downtrodden. Be our hope and be our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.